Happy New Year. It's, uh, you know, the New Year, there's something about a New Year that uh, is just life with possibilities. You know, and and uh, a lot of us, I know, are really happy to see 2020 go. And 2021, more life ahead of us. And, and uh, we've got all kinds of possibilities. Well, because of that, that's the reason why really every year we, at this time, do the same thing. You know, uh, have a retreat in the spring and plan out the sermon series for the year and, and sort of you know, see, see where the Lord might be leading us. This one, this one is pretty much a gimme because every year we take a few weeks from the beginning of January to uh, reconnect with our mission as a church to make sure that we are heading in the right direction into that new year. And so uh, that's what we're doing today. Now, we, we can ask questions with the mission, like, you know, why is it that we are here? Why is it that God has placed us here? And, and why, why do we, as a church, even exist? Now, individuals can ask the same question. You know, why am I here? Why do I exist? Those kind of questions can be asked by organizations no matter what they are, whether they are churches or not. And the history of West, the Western world is littered with organizations that have kind of lost their way. Either they uh, forgot about what their mission was, or they maybe um, expanded on it too much and, and didn't, didn't really think through to it. There's uh, the classic case, for example, of Blockbuster Video that was uh, approached by Netflix to uh, have them buy out Netflix and Blockbuster and said no. Now, at the time, Blockbuster Video, I mean, if you remember those days of Blockbuster Video, seemed as though they were just this juggernaut, this, this huge uh, you know, uh, company that was taking over the entire rental business, video movie rental business. And they didn't think that Netflix had a future. Why, well, Blockbuster could have taken this mission that they had of providing this quality home entertainment to that next level had they brought up Netflix and, and instead my blockbuster is pretty well out of business. And the last I heard, I think there were two stores left in the world or something like that. And Netflix is one of the biggest companies in the world. You know, one of the most successful companies in the world, I should say. So how do we avoid being this blockbuster? And instead, or better yet, how do we become really the Netflix of churches? by succeeding at the mission that God has given to us and being true to that mission. Well, first of all, we need to understand our mission. We need to understand what it is. So, our mission here today, this is, this is, this is a test, okay? Our mission here at St. Michael is what? What is our mission? Thank you very much. We've got, okay, you know, we've got somebody who's an A in the front row. Let's all fill together, okay? To connect people to the living God. Let's pray that once again, okay? Those of you at home, too. To connect people to the living God. That is our mission here. And, if, you know, with a mission statement, a mission statement is an active thing. The difference between mission statement and vision statement is vision, of course, is what you see. You know, if you're looking at this organization, you're looking at this church, what is it you see? And a mission statement is what you do. It's an active kind of a thing. And we are matchmakers. We are connectors between people, real, live, flesh and blood people with 
hopes and joys and hates and, and all that, connecting real lives people with the real lives living down. The matchmakers. And that God who is real and alive genuinely, genuinely wants to come close to people. He genuinely wants to do that. So our mission is to help people to get close to Him. This happens in worship. This happens in Bible studies in small groups. This happens in our children's ministry. This happens in our youth ministry. This happens in our seniors' ministry. This happens in our family class. This happens in our ministry throughout the church, throughout the ministry of St. Michael. And once people are connected to the living God, their lives will be changed by Him. I mean, you cannot come in contact with someone that is as powerful and wonderful as God and not be altered by God. Leading to a new motivation for living, a new purpose for life, a new hope for the future. What a great way to begin a new year. Our mission is not to sell the best hamburgers in town. Our mission is not to sell insurance. Our mission is not either to provide music education or to be a museum of what the church used to be. If we were ever to do any of those things, it would be for one purpose only. And that would, would ever be because we would do them in order to fulfill what our mission truly is, which is to connect people to the living God. Our mission is an active, present tense kind of a thing. It's connecting to this wonderful God of the universe, the God who is not dead but alive, the one you can know and you can follow and speak with today, the God who is powerful, who created the universe. I mean, think of that. That's God's love, this relationship with you. And we are given this mission to help that to happen. This mission finds legs from the last words that Jesus spoke before he departed to go back to the Father in Matthew 28, in what is famously known as the Great Commission. And it says this there, it says, Jesus is speaking, and he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Therefore, go. Now, in the next two weeks, what we're going to be doing is taking a word from that great commission and focusing on that. And tonight, what we're focusing on is that word go. Next week, by the way, what we're going to be doing is, uh, as, as we again always do this time of year, is we've got a mission partner who's going to be here that I will be speaking with up here. And he heads up a uh, campus ministry at Eastern Michigan University. So we'll, we'll hear from him, you know, how this is happening there. And, and, and we'll focus on one of these words there. So we get to guess as we uh, go into each one of these weeks which words from the Great Commission we might focus on this week. But this week it's going to be go. Now, have you ever thought about how great it would be if God was really specific with you and came right out and spoke with you and told you exactly what it was that He wanted you to do? I mean, wouldn't that be great? You know, he could come out and you know, give you career direction or, or, or financial advice, I mean, whatever it might be, but God would be the one to directly speak with you. Bob, you know, go follow your dream, become a glass floor. You know, well, whatever that might be. Well, here God is speaking to you when he says this. He says, go. Go? Go? 
Yes, no, no. It's not simple enough to start out G period, O period, L. Okay, let's go. A great deal. Lord, could you be just a little bit more specific? Kind of like when my wife uses the word thing, or sometimes you know, it has a line in it, thing you, you know. And, and, and to say something like, hey, could, could you stand by the thing and pick up the thing? You find it next to the thing, you put it the thing, just don't pick up the thing. You know, whatever you do, and I, I'm saying, could you be just a little more specific than that? Okay. So, what do you mean by Jehovah? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do once I get there? Well, the Christian says, if anything, Involves movement. It involves going. Most fundamentally, the most fundamental level of Christian faith, the faith means moving from self-centeredness to Christ-centeredness. Human beings, by very nature, are self-centered, where all of life is about me. But that is a path of self-destruction. Self-centeredness never works. It always results in failure, failure of relationship, failure of legacy, failure of life. Unless Jesus steps in and changes our trajectory, self-centeredness is our faith. We need to be rescued from it. We need to go from self-centered to a higher plan, a higher purpose for life, one that inspires nobler ideas. Self-centeredness can be unbelievably stressful because you're always in self-protection mode. Self-centeredness means giving all of that over to Jesus to seek first the kingdom of God so that all of these things, these other things that would be leading to stress, instead are things that He looks at and, and, and He does, leaving you with peace instead of stress. But you can't have all of that if you stay where you are. You have to go. Go from self-centeredness to Jesus-centeredness. Go to Jesus. At first, it's fundamental. It's the first place to go. The second place to go is to change your address. Luke 9, verses 1 and 2, talks about this. Where it says this, when Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them powers and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And it goes on to talk about this, this, this very awkward custom that they had in those days, where it was, it was this, this visual thing that took place to represent a spiritual thing that was happening. Where when a preacher would come to a town, and, um, and share this message, in this case, the gospel message, the good news about Jesus and his kingdom, people would, would, would be forced into a position where they'd have to respond to that, either by inviting those, those uh, missionaries in, those evangelists in, and by so doing, showing that they receive and welcome into their life, into their home, uh, that message that they were preaching, so that they might then be received into, in this particular case, God's home. It's a God's kingdom. It's a God's household. So what they were really preaching was this. They were, they were preaching, the kingdom of God is here. Therefore, turn around. Repent. 
gave you a dress. No longer go through life the same way that you used to go through Instead, now, attend your address to God's family, God's household, God's kingdom. It's like being like Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus to learn from him, to listen to him. It is going. Attend your address. Then go. Go to others. Which is what really the focus oftentimes we look at with the Great Commission. Go to others. When Jesus sent these people and he sent his disciples, uh, he didn't say, go sit in your couch and put your feet up. No, he said, go ahead of me into the cities and the towns into which I will be going and prepare the way. It's like John the Baptist going ahead of Jesus. And now he's saying, yes, go. Go ahead of Jesus. Here's what the disciples are doing. So others might hear the message and turn to Jesus. Jesus didn't just tell his disciples to go and tell, but he also told them to go and heal. Be a force for good in your world. A force of healing. Healing the world that desperately is healing. Healing your family, healing your community, healing the world. But how can I? How can I possibly do that? I'm God. I'm afraid. We're in the middle of a pandemic. How can I go? Well, the disciples have plenty of reasons not to go. It says that Jesus was the one who gave them the news. He gave them power. He gave them authority. Therefore, they could go knowing that God was with them, that they didn't have to rely on their own wits and their own power and their own whatever it might be to be able to make it true. Instead, they had the God of the universe and his power. And here's the story. In those days, you know, when somebody would go out as a representative of, of the king, they would go with the power and the authority of that king. And you are a representative of the king of the universe going with the power and the authority of the king of the universe. Which means that you have some power in this world. You have some authority. Where God guides and stands forth, God provides. This is God. Go first. To those you already know. Go to those in the world where God has placed you. In the book of Acts, it, it gives us consensus papers to this speech that he's giving at the end, talking about you know, Jerusalem and Judea and to the ends of the earth. So you start with your own Jerusalem. Where has God planted you? Where has He placed you? Go there because you care about those people and, and, and you care about the, the life of these people and, and the future really depends on people like you going. Go because judgment day is real and it's coming. Go because eternity is a very long time. Go because you care. So Philip went. This is a time when it was illogical to go. Because Christians, as soon as they'd be identified, they would be rounded up and they would be imprisoned. But Philip went. It would have been wiser to hunker down, keep his mouth shut, play it safe. But the Spirit directed him to go, so Philip went. He went down the desert road that leads down to Gaza, which is down by the Mediterranean. And on his way, he met a Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in the foreign king's court. This man was reading from the book of Isaiah, and we can you know, picture it this way that. You know, you've got people travel this road, and some on foot, some, some in a chariot. You have few in a chariot, not a lot, uh, like 
this man, maybe some on horseback or donkey or something like that. And along comes Philip alongside of this chariot, and the chariot is going slow enough that they can engage in a conversation. So Philip asked him, What are you reading? Because we could see, obviously, that the uh, official was in his chariot, sitting in his chariot, reading something. He was reading from the book of Isaiah. And so Philip asked him, engaged him about that. He said, Oh, really? Do you understand what it is that you're reading? And the man said, Well, Understand it. But nobody explained it to me. He was lost. So he invited Philip to climb up into his chariot, and there, sitting next to him, he explained to the official all of what he was reading. It was all about Jesus. Prophecy about the coming of God. And then when he did so, the Ethiopian official believed, was baptized, and came to be a follower of Jesus. And then he went back home to his country. Well, within a couple of hundred years, Ethiopia became the first African nation to declare Christianity as its official national religion. And today, there are some 36 million Ethiopian Christians. Could it be that all these believers can trace their spiritual roots back to that one man who went, who responded to the call to go? Well, how how do you do this? How do you go? Do you overcome that? And there are certain restrictions on us that Philip even didn't see. There those of you who are, are watching this and participating from home where you're thinking, man, there's no way I can go now. I don't even go to the grocery store. But you can go. You can go to the cross. You can go to the feet of Jesus. You can exchange, you can go and exchange your self-centeredness for Christ-centeredness. You can go by figuratively, in a way, changing your address from wherever it is that you are in life to God's kingdom. You can go by going down your Gaza road, by coming alongside people, people who are in your life, by coming alongside them through the phone, through, through social media, through email, messages, people who are lonely. Or curious, or like that official. What? You know, you just kind of walk. You don't know how to make sense of it. You can use those tools that we've got today to support, but not. You can send them the link to the worship service here and invite them to come and see Jesus for themselves. But you can go, even during a pandemic. Going is important for us here at St. Michael because. It's important to Jesus. Why is that? It's important for us to love those people who don't yet know Jesus because Jesus loves them. So God, we are people who follow Jesus. We are people, therefore, who die. Let's take a look at this video, which I think is inspiring, of seeing what can happen when the message spreads. 